Welcome back to to the Infinity Saga and Beyond, an MCU fan podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and with me today uh, is Matt Hartgrove. Oh, for, uh, hey, everybody. Threw I that ready. Off. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Logan Stump. So this is what it feels to be last in everyone's world. Yep, if Just you ain't first, you're last, though, too. too. So that means it's Matt's fa- like- uh, last as well. <laughs> It's kind of like being short. Everybody, you have to look up at everybody. I know Logan. Yeah, I guess know the like. I guess the phrase is not really "I see right through you." It's more like "I see right over you" kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't uh, know. We are talking Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode Two: The Star Spangled Man, directed by Carrie Scogland, written by Michael Castelline, and pre- premiered March twenty sixth, twenty twenty one on disney plus so let's just a brief summary let me episode description john walker is named captain america and sam and bucky team up against a rebel group so we'll start with our initial thoughts and uh, since matt likes being last we'll start with logan this time oh this is this is a fun episode uh probably one of my favorite episodes in a tv show that i've watched in oh god i don't even know when the last one i watched that was i mean i guess if you go all the way back to what is it is it the purple wedding is that what it's called for Game yeah of yeah Doctor. yeah if you go back Isn't to it that the one, red wedding or which one's what? the purple wedding i'm now i thought confused. it was purple purple wedding is joffrey yeah uh, red wedding oh. is all the other I stars actually, yeah I yeah no didn't, didn't realize that <laughs> Yeah, that's the last time I've watched an episode where I was just, I mean, tuned in the whole time, just sitting on the end. This one, same kind of thing. It had that, you know, it had that uh, feel that you really wanted. I think it's, it, you know, the way that it starts, um, it's quickly into, and we'll get into kind of the plot, but it gets quickly into what everybody wants to see in an episode. Um, and, and I did. I was like, man, this is going to be really good. And it starts out right away with, with them meeting up and, and, and getting into like that whole banter back and forth between the two um and from that start to the very end um it had me the whole time matt your initial thoughts on the star-spangled man i yeah i'm kind of in agreement with logan not i guess in full agreement because i i don't remember what the purple wedding i didn't realize it was called that but it was one of the honestly it was the best um episode that they've done in any other tv shows which i know there's only two but i thought a lot of the episodes we've watched have been really really good um but this one this one just felt like it had everything a marvel movie has in terms of the comedy between characters the action the moving of the plot line and they even took like serious scenarios into case as well which i thought was really really good for the episode but also brought together a few characters that seem to have some issues with each other. Um, but yeah, I, I thought the episode had everything you would want. And it honestly, it makes me sad. There's only six episodes of this show. <laughs> Cause I really would like to see this one be like eight, nine episodes because of how good the first two have been. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed this episode as well. I think, uh, you know, the first episode was a lot of setup. Uh, this episode paid a lot of that off. Like I really wanted to see these two characters, you know, come together, and uh, we got to see it uh, in this episode a bunch. Um, I also really, really liked uh, the portrayal of John Walker and uh, Lamar Hoskins in this uh, episode as well. I'm very curious to see what those, uh, uh, you know, what that entails going forward. And also, I thought, you know, Enfys Nest herself, uh, um, Aaron Kellyman plays Carly Mulgren Tao. Is that how you say it? Mor- Morgan Tao, uh, which was 
the leader of the Flag Smashers. So um, I, I thought she was great in it too. So I guess let's let's kind of dig in to the plot here. Um, opens up with with uh, you know Walker appearing on Good Morning America. He's in the you know locker room of his old high school. Uh, checks out his old locker. Um, they're doing some sort of un- unveiling. Uh, I guess this is taking place after you know the initial unveiling on the steps of I guess the Capitol, wherever they were last time. Um, and uh, yeah, we we get his I guess girlfriend. It wasn't very clear if his girlfriend, wife, or old girlfriend, ex girlfriend, like w- what exactly her role was. She's talking to him. Uh, then we get Lamar Hoskins, which is, you know, one of his friends, yeah, comes over and starts talking to him as well. Kind of like telling him that, you know, like, you know, calm down, like you, you got this type of thing, but you also are in a much bigger role than what you're used to. And he was, uh, you know, a little nervous and, you know, he opens up the the zipper of the costume and we kind of see the new Captain America costume, which I, I want to get just your thoughts on the costume because it's not our typical Captain America look. And I was wondering like, are they going to call him Captain America? Are they going to call him us agent? Like he is in the comics. Like what is his and what's he going to be called? But they are calling him Captain America. They got like a new, a new looking a, that looks like a star. Uh, Logan, what's your thoughts on how the costume looks? Not who's wearing it, but just overall, could you imagine Steve Rogers in this costume? No, especially towards the end, because he kind of goes a little darker. Um, And especially because this thing looks like it kind of looks like when Halloween costumes come out and they try to make it look like the one and they're kind of that run like a knockoff. Yeah, (laughs) like it's like a knockoff version that you'd get at like the, you know, the Halloween stores, Uh, especially here in Orlando. We got tons of them. So Um, but yeah, no, when I look at it, it's just not the same. I hate the A. It kind of throws me off because it kind of goes onto that strap uh, for his shield that he wears in the back. So no, I, I don't like it. I think the helmet looks goofy on him because it's just not rounded. It's kind of like flat on the top. It looks, it does. It looks very, I guess, cheap. It kind of looks like the Walmart version of uh, uh, Captain America, whereas Captain America's looks more like the Target version. Um, not to compare the two, but I just did. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't like it. I, I don't like the three stripes. It's nothing that I could see Steve wearing, especially as he got into more of the darker colors um, for this Captain America. But, yeah, I, I just don't don't like it um and not to mention that the you know you said not to mention the guy in it but uh, it, just the jawline kind of it's weird because it's not steve um and you're just used to looking at such a such a handsome man uh in chris evans so yeah no I, I i don't really care much for it matt any thoughts here on the costume uh, it it kind of felt like um a it, it kind of felt like almost a, a commercial version of it like this is they're trying to sell people on them so they tried to make it a little bit more updated, you know, try to make it a little bit more right for the times. I guess I, I'm assuming it's what, like 2023 in these shows, if it's after the blip. Yeah, because that's five years from 2018. Yeah. yeah. So we're almost caught up to to that. But yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, it, it just feels like they tried to modernize it and, and to an extent. And I, I agree, Logan, I don't think we would ever see, you know, Steve Rogers in that costume. I think he's much more into the original and the and what he wore back in the you know 40s and and trying to make sure he kept to the same person he was back then when wearing the costume or the the uniform but yeah it it just felt like a modernized version of it which I, i didn't hate it but like you know it's not the same one that we're all used to uh yeah you know i think you summed it up pretty pretty well there about the um the almost like how you said like a rebrand right that that's what it kind of is like is is oh we don't just want a normal a how do we spice it up right what if we made the a a star right and what if we you know um had stripes going horizontal instead of vertical like trying to streamline it almost like when you see like uh, new like uh, or MLB teams or NFL teams kind of like rebrand their look and try to modernize it. 
but it's just not as good as the classic. It'd be it'd be like, you know, as much as I hate them, the Yankees moving on from pinstripes to like vertical right. stripes, you know, yeah. uh, or to horizontal stripes. I mean, because, you know, you're messing with something that's a classic. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the A as a star. I'm like, I don't know, I'm kind of half on it, I guess. Uh, I, I think it'll be fine if they go the route. I think they're going to go afterwards. But um, uh, so yeah, he's on, he's on Good Morning America. We kind of get his background, right? Where he was a you know football player at the school. He's what medal of honor three times. I think they said, um, and has led, you know, numerous, uh, you know, expeditions, you know, or around, uh, you know, for the military He's done all this great stuff. He's a war hero. And, uh, you know, he, he, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly. I don't have it written down here exactly what he said here, but, um, you know, pretty much. Yeah. He's talking about Steve, like he was talking about, like, did you know Steve Rogers? And he's like, yeah, I, you know, I knew of him and, you know, I kind of, uh, at this point, uh, you know, sorry to interrupt, but like at this point you, you, I was sitting there going, I want to hate this guy, but like, he is kind of a good role for this captain america i mean he's not it's not like he's some dude off the street i mean he's very decorated and i think that's what they really want to push right the government's pushing this guy's a war hero he's perfect for captain america one thing i do want to say is interesting that he said on this interview with good morning america is that he doesn't have super strength right so he has not been given the serum um as we as we'll also see in action later he has not been given the serum but they show clips of him like learning how to throw the shield. Um, he, you know, he says about how he's never met Cap, but you know, he feels like he's like a brother to him or whatever. You know, and, and that was kind of the line that I was like, eh, I'm not sure if you're the right person to be saying that, man. <laughs> you know, you can't say you've never met this person, but they, you know, they feel like they're your brother. Um, but uh, yeah, we see Bucky watching this on TV. And then we kind of get the, you know, the cut over to, um, you know, Sam about to go on this new mission. And he's, um, well, it was cut to the credits, actually, the Marvel logo and all that. And then uh, we have Sam get ready to go on a mission in Germany. And, uh, you know, they have posters of this Captain America everywhere in this army base and an Air Force base, I guess, that he's about to be leaving and and. You know, Bucky trapped him down. He he's there. And uh, what was your thoughts, uh, Matt, on being able to see your boy Sebastian Stan teamed up with Sam Wilson? <laughs> uh, I loved it. The they have they have really good chemistry together in terms of their characters because um, they they hate each other, but not to they don't okay they don't hate each other, but you can tell that. For some reason, they want to be friends, but they also feel like they they can't be friends, and there's something blocking that. Um, but I loved it when they when they met up with each other because they were the big three conversation that they had, where he's like yeah. androids, uh, what was it, yes. androids, aliens, aliens, and wizards, wizards, wizards. and then like, and then Bucky's <laughs> like, well, what about Doctor Strange? And he's like, well, he's a sorcerer. And I, was like, <laughs> I always love when they. It's such a weird thing, but I love when the different Avengers make a comment about another Avenger, like in the yeah. second Spider-Man movie where Tom, uh, Tom Holland's like, what about Dr. Strange? And he's like, well, what about like, why couldn't you Captain get the Marvel? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I always like when they do that, but like you could tell from the start that we obviously don't know what, what really was going on between them at the time. And I, I think that's what this episode does really well. is you actually see why the, there's one line from Bucky that I'm sure we'll get to like later in the show where you see what the issue is between the two of them. Um, right. And why he hasn't been answering his messages, right? In the first episode, his doctor says you haven't been answering Sam's messages, you know, when when he gives him the phone. Yeah. And like, and we, and we said it in the last episode that we were pretty confident that the, the shield being with John Walker was going to be what causes them to meet up, which it is because you see Bucky watching it. And then all of a sudden, Bucky pops up out of nowhere and is just like, hey, I'm coming with you to Germany. And then they like go over everything. And I was like, okay, this is when the show is going to really start because we're going to start seeing them in action with each other. And it, it's just, it's a really good dynamic. And the fact that they have both have ties to, to Captain America 
you just want to know what why do you guys not seem to like each other because you're both like best friends with with Steve Rogers and for the most part he's like a really great guy in terms of how he acts mm -hmm. so why do you guys hate each other like what really is going on here and I even though everything is pretty much answered in the episode you still they do a really good job of hiding it or like not letting you know and you're just kind of sitting there watching them fly out to, to Germany and then you're watching them I'm sure we'll get to the scene with the trucks um, you're just like okay so you know, you guys are still a really good team. Like, what is really going on here? And it, it, it was just—it was great. I was so happy that they met up, and that was that—that that was the part I was really, really excited about with the show was watching the two of them in action together. But also, they still had that Marvel, like, movie sense of humor. You know, like every Marvel movie has those funny little side comments, conversations where they make jokes, even though they're trying to be really serious. And mm -hmm. I think that's that's what made that really drew me into the episode. The moment when he said like Doctor Strange, well, he's a sorcerer. I, I was laughing and I was like, okay, like this episode's gonna be great. I don't, I already know it's gonna be a really really good episode. <laughs> yeah, I really liked uh, what Bucky's line of like, what you're like fighting Gandalf or something. Yeah, and he was like, he was like, how do you even know like who Gandalf is? Yeah, because like, I read The Hobbit in yeah, 1937 that... <laughs> when it first yeah. came out. <laughs> well, that goes along with like when they're talking about that, um, and like he's talking to Bucky, um, and uh, Sam's like gets mad at him because he's like Bucky's like, don't you should never give up the shield. And Sam goes, you're not gonna come in here and with your overextended life and tell me about my rights. Right, it's like part of that. I mean, just the whole thing. Like that's it. I was rolling at this point. Logan, I see them as not like hating each other. I, I see it as like a almost like a familial relationship, right? They're yeah. kind of part of the Captain America family. Mm -hmm. They're not always going to get along, but they're ultimately there for each other. Steve's the older brother, and Bucky and Sam are the younger siblings, and the older brother's just trying to keep it peaceful at this point, I think. Or, you yeah, know, Bucky's the middle they, child. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. And, and, and Sam is the youngest child because he got the right. shield. <laughs> right. So it's kind of like, all right, keep the peace. Only I get to pick on you. Cause, and again, we get into lines like that when you know when uh, Sam keeps calling him Buck, and he's like, don't call me Buck. Only Steve gets to call me Buck. Um, so, yeah, it, it is. It's kind of like that playful band. And just like Matt said, it's it it brings me back to Tom Holland, the whole wizard stuff, and um, just kind of the banter that that even you know um, that Tony and uh, Spider Man have because I think it's it's kind of that same dynamic where they bicker. Uh, so they they get on the plane, right? Uh, there's a plan, maybe. Uh, Bucky doesn't think there's a plan, but Sam's not telling him the plan, right? And it is to they get a little lower and. Uh, I think it was Torres who we were introduced to last time, you know, tells, um, uh, tells, uh, you know, Sam, it's time to jump who goes out there with his wings. And, you know, there's, uh, there is parachutes, but they're, they're too low for parachuting. So Sam, uh, Bucky decides to just jump out and I guess use his arm as like the thing that's leading his, uh, his descent. Here, uh, he's very lucky he didn't get even more hurt because, I mean, it's just his arm that's metal, right? And I don't think they've changed everything in him. No, yeah, it's just his arm. Vibranium arm too. Uh, but then, yeah, we get Red Wing. You know, that's uh, Falcon's little uh, android uh, robot uh, bird, and you know, Bucky doesn't like. Red Wing. I think that was already uh, nobody really likes Red Wing. I think in Civil War, I'm pretty sure Black Widow or Scarlet Witch say something about uh, Red Wing. I think it might be, I think it might be Widow uh, that says something about it uh, in that opening Lagos scene. But anyway, they, uh, you know, Bucky says, you know, get out of his face or else he's going to kill it, uh, you know, smash it. And then he is told to go north and they're in like this warehouse and we see these people uh, lifting heavy things, the flag smashers. They're lifting heavy things. So it seems to be that they're on super soldier serum. And uh, we get a great scene of them just like kind of bickering on what is the correct action to take, right? Uh, Bucky wants to blow, go in full steam ahead, right? He just wants to go. He's like, there's only two guys. Uh, Sam is using using Red Wing to show that there is like five guys, and uh, he wants to kind of scope it out more before they before they do anything. 
Ultimately, Bucky listens to Sam, and uh, Sam actually notices that there's somebody hidden away in the back of the truck, and they, you know, as soon as the truck gets going, they, they start taking after them, and uh, Bucky just jumps out of nowhere. You know what? Okay, so this is something that I was wondering. Bucky jumps into the first truck. Is the driver of the second truck just like, not paying attention, or is he just like ah, <laughs> fine? Thank you. I yes, said the same exactly. thing. While I said the same thing, I was like, "Isn't the yeah. other driver going to be like, why is this dude running up and jumping on the back of the truck and not like trying to ram into the him?" The only something? thing I can see is that they knew this was coming. I think they knew yeah. they were coming because uh, you have uh, Carly, you know, the the leader in the back, tucked away, almost like expecting them to yeah. try to save her mm-hmm. and uh she just gets that smile on her face and just kicks the heck out of uh bucky out of the car and on out of the truck and into this the windshield of the second truck i was gonna say it's kind of like that because she because he goes i got the hostage but and she does she comes out much like a hostage does and, and kind of just looks at him in the eye and it looks really quiet and and just you know, non-threatening, and then like a flag smasher, just absolutely just stomps Bucky into that windshield. And I was like, "Go, oh, it's game on now." Yeah, and uh, I mean, look, I I kind of saw a lot of the trailers. I paid a lot of attention and knew that this girl was going to be playing the lead flag smasher. Uh, did this take you guys at all by surprise? Not really. <laughs> I was like. Uh, I, this is not good. The way that she's approaching him just kind of looks like this evil, uh, kind of demented person that's just going to absolutely smash Bucky. No pun intended there with the flag smasher, right? <laughs> yeah, no. I, actually, no. I was actually not even thinking. But yeah, sure. Let's go with uh, I planned that out and wrote that into my show notes. Matt, were you shocked at all that she was uh, going? To, I didn't know she had the super strength, but uh, I, I, you know, as soon as I saw her, I was like, yeah, yeah. you know, she's definitely the, you know, the. It didn't really take me yeah, by surprise. Yeah, I was going to say, it didn't, because in the, I think it's the last preview trailer they released. She's clearly the one that breaks Red Wing in the trailer. Like, she catches oh, it. Oh, okay. And, and like I was she like, does in this episode, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's a, a clip from this episode. I was like, yeah, I knew, she, I didn't know, obviously, that she was the leader. I don't, I think that was kind of hard to understand, because they don't really tell you who's leading the Black Smashers. But you knew that this this character was 100% not, like, human. There's something up with her, and she was not a hostage whatsoever. And I think even the look she gave of, like, like I'm, you know, I'm scared. But then you're like, you know that she's going to beat the crap out of you in, like, two seconds. Like, the moment you let your guard down, she's smart enough. <laughs> you're going to let your guard down for a second, and then she's going to kick you out of the out of the truck, which she did. <laughs> and then we get, uh, you know, there's they start doing this whole fight with the flag smashers, and then we get uh, Captain America saving the day. Here comes John Walker and Lamar Hoskins dropping in uh, from a helicopter onto the trucks, and you know we we get some good old fashioned Captain America fighting with the shield. And uh, one thing I really liked, uh, I thought this was really cool scene is when Lamar Hoskins is falling off the truck and John just like throws the shield to like break his fall and catch him. I thought that was really awesome. It was very cap. Um, Yes. Like you said, it does. It shows what, I mean, without the serum, he's not going to be a cap obviously, but like when he throws the, when he throws the shield, it it was like, okay, so this guy, like I said, it it was, you want to hate him because he's not captain America, but it's really hard to, that um the are, are, we're just going with the whole truck scene like the battle yeah. scene or right when they came in no no you can do talk the whole battle scene i would say the my two favorite parts on that scene were one when um what is it it's carly right yes yep when she breaks red, red wing and bucky goes you don't know how long i've wanted to do that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but I, like one of the, i thought was so cool was so like john walker is coming in and obviously he knows bucky and, and sam are avengers but, you know, Sam Walker or John Walker is, you know, tossing around the shield, hitting them. But I love Bucky catching it as if it's like nothing. Because I, I know it's probably easier in the show for certain people to do it. Because you see a clip of John Walker practicing with it. And clearly he can do it. But I just loved how, you know, 
for any probably normal person, they can not even get close. And Bucky just no issue, just catches it just like right there in his hands after one. And even though he gives it right back, it was just like there's something about him catching it that I was like, man, that's so cool. Like how he can just do that. Because I know we're going to get the clip later somewhere in the show of him catching the knife just like that. Yeah, he also, uh, you know, catches the shield and and Winter Soldier a little differently. But uh, it. Yeah, I guess let's talk about it. He uh, he respects, I guess, Sam's decision, right? Uh, he he gives the shield right back to John Walker. Uh, I, I think that's just more. I, I think that's just more of the battle scene because he's the one with it. Because I don't think, I don't think until we get closer to the end of the episode, maybe does Bucky really like really understand the giving away of the shield? I still think he's pretty upset about it. I think he's upset about it, but I think he on, you know, on a subconscious level must I, I, look, here's the thing. I mean, really, I think Winter Soldier could take all these guys if he just kept the shield and <laughs> and started throwing it around and there'd be no right. need for for John Walker at all. Um, and we also get, you know, Lamar Hoskins. He has a call name as well. His name's Battlestar. Uh, and that's in the comics as well. But what's interesting. OK, so when I like I said, I read this story arc about a year ago before when I thought this show was coming out in August and uh, you know, the storyline is cap gives up the shield. They bring in John Walker. They give him super soldier serum and Lamar Hoskins is one of his, you know, war buddies, you know, uh, army buddies. And they bring him on as a Bucky, right? So like in the comics originally, while Bucky is Bucky Barnes is a person as well. Uh, you know, Captain America was known for being Captain America with his pal Bucky uh, in the original, you know, comics and such. And then it's, you know, they, they wanted this Captain America to have his own Bucky as well. And uh, that's what he went by for a little bit before he changed his name to Battlestar, uh, which is just a really cool name. I do like Battlestar a lot. Uh, it's still patriotic, right? You got the star, uh, you know, in there. Um, and, uh, but all of them get their butts hand it to them in this fight with the you know there's eight super soldier serum people or whatever in this in this battle so it doesn't end well for them and we get uh sam and um uh bucky walking a long way you know along on a long road trying to get back to somewhere i guess back to the ship and we get uh John Walker and and Hoskins pulling up in a military vehicle, ask him for a ride. I like this where he swings the door open and they just keep walking. Yeah. Um. But you know he makes a good point that they're like twenty miles, I think he said, away from civilization. Mm-hmm. So uh, they they do jump in and they just have a. Uh, this is kind of where we get a chat of you know Walker saying he's not trying to be. Steve, he's trying to just be the best Captain America he can be. And, uh, you know, I, I thought they did really well here with this scene because it does make you want to, for me anyway, I was like, come on, just work with the guy, right? But I can mm-hmm. see why they don't want to work with the guy. I think that kind of changes later, obviously. I do think there's a bit of John Walker putting on a, a bit of a show, especially at the one line that really made them pull over, right? Is that he wanted, uh, like Captain America sidekicks, right? He said, if I have like their wingmen, if I have Captain America's wingmen, then, you know, in his eyes, it's not so much about being friends with this guy, with these guys. It's about if they are working with him, it makes him look like a legitimate Captain America. Yeah. This is one of my favorite scenes. Um, as far as like the truck uh, is concerned, um you know just kind of going through it i I, like leading up to this scene is is fun too because it kind of sets up some of the conversations that they have about you know captain america what it means to be captain america and different things like that like uh, one of my favorite lines in the whole episode was when sam's like what's going on in that big cyborg brain of yours and bucky's like it's computing and then that's when sam kind of gives him a hard time because you know what? I can actually see it. I, I can see the gears. Try- oh, they're malfunctioning. They're shutting down. Yep, they're on fire. And you can just tell he's kind of just still picking at, at Sam. and or, or Sam's still picking at Bucky. And it, you know, it really sets up a good scene because then they get to have that conversation. And like you said, Jordan, I mean, 
John eventually, I think you get like a, are they going to work with them? Or are they not? It's kind of like that fork in the road where, you know, do I choose to work with them and, and kind of go against some of my principles? Because you get a really good sense here that John's the government, like he calls himself the government, um, which I mean, Steve does at first, but then Steve's like, no, I don't, I don't really like that. I don't like being used. Um, and then that's what you, when you get Sam kind of, uh, you know, Sam and Bucky really, and Bucky, I mean, Bucky's known Steve way longer. So I think Bucky's got even more of an emotional side of Steve and everything that Captain America is supposed to represent. Yeah. He wants him to join the global reparations council to quash the ongoing violent post blip revolutions. Um, so yeah. And he, and when he says the government, he points at himself. Right. And that's not what cap is supposed to be. Cap is supposed to be kind of free of the government, um, and here's what I read. Somebody online said this, and I think that makes sense. Like they can see why John Walker was picked, but John Walker is not the best r- person for Captain America because John Walker was a soldier first, right? Right. Uh, while Cap actually never got accepted into the military until mm-hmm. he became strong and they made right. him Captain America. So he, it was like totally different, you know? Uh, he was Captain America first and kept all of his ideals and then got kind of mixed in with with the military. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many good... This, this was my favorite scene of the whole um, episode just because of the things that we go back and forth. You get a lot of cursing, too. Like, as far as, like, you know, this isn't something that kids... Uh, I, I don't know, as a parent... Uh, maybe they're a little older yeah but like if you're letting your eight-year-old watch this then there's some stuff they say in here that it's kind of like eh, you know i'm fine with it. i mean they say this right. stuff in the uh, in the movies that's true yeah so if they're watching the movies i guess but no it is there's a there's a bunch of stuff in there basically it's like a grilling of of john trying to figure out like is he really worth it i mean like have you ever jumped on top of a grenade you know, four times, kind of, but right. it's with the yeah. helmet, right? Like he's yeah. not throwing his whole life down. It's just, oh, I got this special helmet that protects it. Yeah. Right. So you just what, get, I mean, the whole thing. What I liked about like the, with them on the truck was that I, I felt like when I was watching it, John Walker and, and Lamar Hoskins, they want to work with them. And it, it, to an extent, I almost kind of was like, this guy isn't as bad. I, it made mm-hmm. me not think. It, yeah. it made me think that John Walker and and Lamar Hoskins. What, what does he call himself again? Battlestar. Yes, Battlestar. Yep. Yeah, um, I remember Battlestar Galactica. I remember that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, beats Battlestar. No, that's a completely different show. So we're not going to uh, do the office. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I was watching, I was like, I I kind of was almost on on their side of it. I was like, just work with them. Like, I, I understand their whole thing with the shield. And obviously it's rough to see somebody else have it. That is not Steve Rogers. And I understand their frustration, but part of me was kind of watching it going, they're being really rude to these guys for not much of yeah, a reason yeah. other than holding the shield. And, and I kind of was in a, I'm more on their side of it right now. And I don't know if I like that. I was like, I, I, I want to be on Falcon and Winter Soldier's side of whatever issue they're having, if they have one with these guys. But in that moment, I was like, why? Just, just like, agree. These guys are super soldiers. Like, you guys can work together to see what you can do. But I, I still understand it from their viewpoint because of Steve, Steve Rogers and the Shield. There's a lot more in depth to it than just, you know, working together. But it, it was weird to watch an, a part of that episode where I was like, I almost don't like Bucky and Sam as much right now, just because they're, it, it seemed like they weren't being as efficient or productive as they could have been if they were just with them at that point. Right. Right. Yeah. It's uh, I, I think ultimately they're going to be right on the money, you know, about, about, uh, about um, John, but I think at this point, you know, John's putting on a face, I think. Uh, you know, like I said, it, I think he kind of slips up a bit when he says, you know, I need Captain America's wingmen. Um, because uh, I, I think it is trying to just show that, okay, you just want to be legitimate. So I think they have a yeah. legitimate beef there. But, yes. you know, uh, before that, it just seems to be rude. <laughs> um, then we get my favorite scene when the Baltimore title card came up. <laughs> 
I had thought of you right away. I was like, oh my god. What like, if just Logan? Not about only Jordan. Well, Logan? well you're about, well he's still no You're like, from Baltimore, Matt, but you yeah. hate Baltimore. So there's yeah. a difference. That's a good like, point. Your affinity for Baltimore is not as high. And plus Jordan's still like around that area, so that's why I thought like if it's at Orlando, you probably would have come to my mind, Matt, but like it wasn't us, so it was it was Jordan. Fair enough. Yeah, Baltimore. I was so excited to see that. I was like, I literally said Baltimore, like in my living room. I was like, this is great. Um, uh, they got the cops dead on, though. I tell you that. <laughs> I was gonna say that sounded about right, didn't it? Gosh, I was like, they're gonna but shut yeah, down with, the with their game. corruption. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but we get, you know. You know, they're kind of like, who can we get there? You know, there's eight super soldiers. Who could we possibly get to help us? And Bucky says he knows somebody, right? So they get to this house in Baltimore and we get uh, to the door. They're asking for Isaiah Bradley. Uh, This is a comic book character as well. So this is this is another comic book character. And uh, this is a veteran super soldier who fought against Bucky in the Vietnam War when, uh, oh, sorry, K- Korean War, when Bucky was still a winter soldier. Um, so, one, Bradley, like, has his grandson, who's another comic character, named, uh, what was his name? Um, I saw a couple uh, TikToks about Eli, it, too, last night. Eli Bradley. I, 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 didn't know, I didn't know either of those characters until this episode. Yeah, Eli Bradley is known as Patriot. He's a young Avenger in the um, in the Young Avengers comic books. Uh, he um, he kind of like is running interference at the door. You know, he's like, no, there's no Isaiah here. And Bucky says he kind of gives him. I forget what story it was, but like, hey, I'm the guy from this thing. Like, tell him that, and he'll remember me. Like, like a battle that they had, and. Uh, Eli comes back to the door and says he wants to see you, like pretty much just to see if it's actually you. Like he doesn't really want to talk all that much, right? And we get uh, them welcoming him in. It's played. Uh, he's played by Carl Lumbly, uh, Lumbly uh, and it's Isaiah Bradley. This is a comic book character, still kind of recent. Two thousand three was his first appearance, but uh, you know the background in the comics is kind of like this, where you know when Cap was. Uh, I'm not sure if it was when he was on, um, if Cap was around at this time or not in the comics, but uh, it's it's during World War II in the comics that they that they bring out um, Isaiah Bradley and they give him a super soldier serum uh, and they uh, it was like they were doing tests uh, on African Americans and. I guess some of them, only five subjects survived, and, uh, you know, Bradley was one of them, and he kind of did some underground missions that uh, has made him, you know, like a, kind of like a forgotten Captain America. In this, they kind of moved him to the Korean War, and somebody posted this on, I guess it was Reddit or something, that they thought that was interesting, that they made kind of the forgotten Captain America the Captain America for like the Forgotten War. Like nobody really talks about the Korean War all that much. You know, you get the Vietnam War, you get World War Two, World War One. Like we just kind of forget that we were even in on this conflict. So uh, maybe that's what they were going for there, or they just picked another war, I guess. Um, and uh, he refuses to help, right? He, he and he even says something to Bucky about like your, you know, your people. Uh, which at the time you're thinking he means like, you know, white people, but uh, Bucky later points out he means Hydra. You know, Hydra was my people. And, uh, you know, when we get out into the street, you know, Sam's upset that nobody even talks about this guy. Like, wait, there was a Captain America in like the 70s. You know, is that when the Korean War was? <laughs> Don't even recall right now. The 50s. There you go. Yeah, 50s. Uh, say, I think it was in the 50s. I was Vietnam saying, was 70s. <laughs> yeah, Vietnam was the 70s. Uh, I'm a history maker, too. There you go. My grandfather fought in the uh, Korean War. Really? Yeah, so like when they said Korean War, I was like, oh, man, that's the one my grandfather fought in. My grandfather fought World War II. Take that. 
My great grandfather was in World War One of the World War Two, I think. Or I'm just World ready War to argue I. with Matt today. I was going to say that they're all heroes. They're all heroes. We don't have to. They be, are. We don't World have to War One, Two, and the Korean War. That's pretty cool. And no Vietnam, so do we? Guess what? Oh. I, I I fought in the Civil War. I never told you guys, but wow, you're yeah. old, Matt. I was with Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah older. all these heroes fought in the Civil War as well, I guess, right? Um, <laughs> but but we get out in the streets that, you know, Sam is upset nobody talks about this guy. Like, wait, there was a black Captain America that nobody even talks about? Like, you know, mm-hmm. why? You know, you know why, right? It was kind of swept under the rug. And, oh, um, uh, and we get, you know, the cops pulling up. Good old Baltimore PD here, and they uh, they ask uh, they ask Bucky if Sam's bothering him, and they ask Bucky uh, Sam for his you know ID. And uh, the good twist on this is actually that um, they uh, it was actually Bucky that was the worn out for his rest. But uh, for and I, you know, and I like that Sam says, "Well, they pardon him for that," and they're like, "No, it's for missing your court mandated <laughs> you know therapy." But yeah. um. We get uh, w- with this whole thing. It's 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 two episodes in a row now that mm-hmm. Sam gets recognized, right? Like he, you know, the first time it's trying to get a bank loan, and the guy's like, "You look familiar," and he's like, "Oh, I'm Falcon." You know, this time it's he's in trouble, but he doesn't pull out the card that time, right? He doesn't pull out the "I'm famous" card. It's the other cop notices and says, uh, "This is." Uh, this is Sam Wilson and only cause Bucky says like, do you know who this guy is? Um, but yeah. And, uh, Jordan, you forgot that one part too. The, they got recognized by the kid and he goes, Hey, it's black Falcon. What's up? <laughs> yeah, black Falcon. Yeah. He's like black Falcon. Why do you call me black Falcon? Cause I'm black and I'm the Falcon. And the kid goes, yeah, I mean, technically yes. And then he goes, He's so like, what, what are you, you black kid? Black kid? <laughs> Well, also earlier in the thing when when he says, "What you come out of Wakanda and you're White Panther all of a sudden?" He said it's actually yeah. White Wolf, <laughs> which was great. White Wolf is a comic character, but he's also Bucky was called that at the end of uh, was that the end credit scene of Black Panther? I think it was. Was, yes. was it? it? I thought it was the. Okay, I thought it was like right before whatever Infinity War movie. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Was that? Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it was like right after, you know, the Wakanda stuff, uh I think. Uh, I don't who knows anymore. There's so many of these. Uh <laughs> I was just watching Thor the Dark World yesterday over at my in-laws because she's watched my my mother-in-law's watching them in order right now. So, chronological order. So she's on Thor the Dark World. I said I'm so sorry. And uh we watched that one <laughs> last night. <laughs> And uh, she started watching Iron Man three uh, before we left as well. So I w- I'll ask her today if she finished it or not. But uh, 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 I, I, I want to go over there. Yeah, I want to go over there for like when she watches Guardians, uh, really, because she's never seen those. So I think that'd be mm. interesting. Um, she asked if they're actually like attached to it. Like she's like, are they just like, you know, like do they ever? I guess like meet right. type of thing. And I'm like, oh yeah, they're a big part of it. Like don't worry. Um. But uh, yeah, so so now they go into you know Bucky gets in jail, and we get uh, him getting released, and it's not the doctor that releases him, right? It's who guessed Captain America, right? Uh, and another thing that rubbed people the wrong way, and, and I didn't really pick up on it, but people on Twitter saying that one reason they don't like John is because they refer to Bucky as an asset, right? He says he's an asset to. You know, like whatever to to the mission, because that's kind of how you know the Russians saw Bucky is not as really like a person, but as an asset. And uh, he gets Bucky out of there. The the therapist says, "All right, we got to have a meet. Like part of it is like we got to have a meeting, like right now, right, a session right now." And you're coming with me, Sam. And does she have actual any control over this? <laughs> I mean, I feel like if I'm Sam, I'd just be like. No, I'm not actually part of this whole court mandated thing, so mm-hmm. I'm out of here. <laughs> but we do get yeah, a good scene. I was gonna say it's a great scene because my favorite's when they like get close to each other, <laughs> and she's like, "You gotta get closer to each other," and they get like, "Oh yeah, they right get at like each other. 
what they're they, they get yeah. like their knees in the pelvic region oh yeah oh yeah like groin, pretty much yeah and they got themselves and then she goes, nice and close yeah <laughs> and that was goes, like god i wish i was sam right now <laughs> yeah oh, god she probably like, was were you watching me while i was watching it All yes right. i was yeah <laughs> i was speaking uh, google home or nest yeah. videos speaking of watching he was like she goes uh so dr rayner was like uh, you guys look into each other's eyes and then they start looking at each other and through their eyes and then she goes, are you guys having a staring contest? <laughs> yeah, I That's loved like... uh, Sam saying to Bucky, like, you're going to love this one because uh, they were getting on him yeah. this whole episode about the stare. Right. But like, I, I, I love the scene because it had those bit of comedy bits, but then it also, when they're with the therapist, you know, that's when Bucky kind of like, they really go into why did you give it up? Why did you give up the shield? And when Bucky goes like, if he was wrong about you, then he was wrong about me. And I think that's that line is the whole point. Into I, I think I, I feel like that line was the whole thing as to why Bucky is so angry at Sam for giving away the shield because he doesn't want to be the person he was in the past. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you know, and, you know, he's probably talking about when Steve said to him, you know, it wasn't you that did those things, Buck. It was somebody else, you know, when, when he was the yeah. soldier. And, you know, it, it's making him think, well, if, if you're giving up the shield, then he was wrong about you. And maybe I was the one that did those things. And, and this is tying into his whole thing of trying to make amends, right? Which we didn't see this episode, but we saw in the first one. Um, yeah. So uh, kind of going back to when they get stopped by the cops, though, is that there's a moment when when the cop says to Sam, it's Bucky's getting arrested for missing his court mandated therapy. I felt like you saw like this look in Sam of like, wait, what? Like, why, why mm -hmm. is this guy going through court mandated yeah. therapy? And that entire scene between the cops stopping them and, you know, obviously the, it very modern type of like setup. It was racial profiling mm -hmm. Sam. And you saw that you saw that and, you know, Bucky was seeing kind of one side of someone's struggle. And then Sam is then seeing something that he didn't really realize or think about with with Bucky. And after that scene, I was like, that scene is going to be something that brings them together because they're going to realize. Yeah, they're going to realize that, you know, yes, there are two people who are Avengers and, you know, maybe certain things in their life have been very different, obviously, than anybody else is going to ever have in their life because they're. Avengers, they save the world. And even though their lives have been completely different up until then, they didn't know some of these real personal struggles. And I felt like that at that moment between those two events, I was like, they're, they're not going to, it might not be super easy, but that's going to be what brings them legitimately together. And then when the therapist was there and they finally started opening up and Bucky says that whole line, I was like, that's, I, I, I thought that's, that was one of the parts that made the episode great. I was like, this is, you're not only progressing the storyline and, you know, it's, it's got all this stuff we love about Marvel, but it's going deeper and deeper into these characters that we never got to see before. And I think that's just what makes the show. And, and, you know, it did it for WandaVision too, but I thought going into the show, getting to learn more about these two guys was what I wanted to come out with it. And it's already happening two episodes in. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, the you know the the next step is pretty much to get out of the jail and and Walker calls him over with the siren right and he asks them again to work with them and they say no right uh, and then he says well then stay out of my way and I feel like we got to see the real John Walker there I'm not sure if he has a temper issue you know they kept telling him at the beginning like you're not gonna be able to just punch your way out of things now as Captain America is what his, you know, like, girlfriend and and um, and uh, Hoskins told him earlier. And now it's like, you know, stay out of my way. Oh, we didn't even get into the fact that the, they tracked down, the, the way they tracked down the Flag Smashers is, was through Red Wing, right? Which was alluded to in the first episode when Sam is trying to fix um, Red Wing and he says something about, like, how, you know, the government has been you know, I, I guess like repairing it or something. You know, it was a government issued thing as well. So they, they tracked it, but um, yeah. So, so we're going with, 
you know, Bucky and Sam on their own means they're going to come up against Cap again, probably at some point, right? And they also have to deal with the Flag Smasher. And who better to help them out than Helmet Zemo from Civil War, who's in Berlin in jail and knows stuff about Hydra. And that's when Bucky says, you know, Isaiah Bradley wasn't talking about my people being white. He meant my people as in Hydra. And uh, who better to, to, to go help us than uh, Zemo, who we put back in prison geez that would have been four seven years ago from the point of when this story Mm -hmm. is taking place uh who knows if maybe we'll find out if zemo you know blipped at all if he was in the snap um or if what and i guess they'll maybe get him out of prison to help them on this journey he might do a little bit of a turn from here uh from villain to like anti-hero you know because uh, he is part of a squad in the comics called the Thunderbolts, named after Thunderbolt Ross, the uh, you know the, the guy who was in Civil War um, and Incredible Hulk and all that. Um, and uh, they usually it's almost like a Suicide Squad type thing for Marvel, where they bring in villains to you know do some heroic thing. Uh, so maybe maybe Zemo, maybe they'll build to that at some point. But I think we get Zemo out of prison, either through a breakout or they they get him out, which is I'm assuming he might get like released into their custody or something. I was reading an interesting thing that like Zemo the, and he wears it like you know as in part of the comic, oh the purple wears, hood like, the, the yes. purple hood so and I good. read like. I read why he wears it, and because it seems like it's just, it just seems really weird. Like old Spider-Man back when Toby was like just putting on like the hood or the like the mask, the ski mask, and it said that the person, the uh, co-creator Jack Kirby, hated drawing ears, and that's why he wears the hood. <laughs> it's like that's an interesting little. That's awesome. Divot. So yeah. Yeah, some people can't draw certain. You know, certain things. Uh, but yeah, he's got the purple I hood. I can't draw anything. <laughs> and you know what? If you look, if you watch the trailer, he's got... Uh, so his name is Helmet Zemo, but his name, his uh, his title, like his comic title is Baron Zemo. And um, he's uh, got the purple hood. If you see the trailers, if you go back and watch the trailers, you'll see him carrying the hood. And it looks so good in live action. Um uh, you know, people were upset he didn't wear it in Civil War, but I'm like, this is what's so great about Marvel. You can bring these people back, you know, at any time. Like, you know, in the original superhero movies, if you look at like Batman 89, where they killed Joker off, and you look at like uh, Spider Man with Tobey Maguire, and they kill off Green Goblin, and they, you know, in the first one, they kill off Doc Ock in the second one. Spoilers, they kill, you know, like. <laughs> You don't have any room to bring those people back. The MCU has been really good at that, you know, where, you know, they can bring, like, Zemo was about to kill himself. Black Panther stops him, says, you know, the world's, the living's not done with you yet. They put him in jail. Now they can use him again here. You have, uh, you know, Loki. And, and if this was a, if, if Thor was a early 2000s movie. Loki would have probably been dead at the end of the first one. But instead, he comes back in Avengers, he comes back in Thor The Dark World, he's in Ragnarok, he's in Infinity War, you know, like, he's about to have his own show. Like, this is what you do when you don't... You're able to kind of further develop those characters and bring these heroes or villains back in other times like who knows how long isaiah bradley is going to be in this show maybe he's just in this baltimore scene right but who knows maybe down the road they 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 need him for another show and they bring him back or his you know his grandson um eli who's a who's patriot in the comics maybe he's going to be joining at some point because he he sees he learns of what his grandfather did and he's like oh it's time for me to help right like this is what's so good about the MCU is these characters are out there for you to use and you don't have to kill off. That was a staple in like the, I feel like in the early two thousands and nineties, Batman and Spider-Man and all these movies were just up. And then that person's dead at the end of the movie and we'll never see them again. Mm -hmm. But nowadays we're able to, Oh, let's, let's save them and bring them back another time and we can do more with them. 
because this and you can bring them back in different movies like we saw with WandaVision with bringing Darcy and Jimmy Woo into you know a, a Scarlet Witch property plus it just gives us like the opportunity i mean as we're reviewing these pod, or, like these episodes and people are fans and they're just subtle nods to kind of the the nostalgic feeling of those movies and and kind of nodding back to ant-man and like oh yeah i love ant-man and then it gets you kind of hyped for ant-man again so i really do like that marvel does this well i wouldn't be surprised if look at the end of this john walker becomes a hero and he's no longer cap but he's u.s agent like he is in the comics like i i would Mm -hmm. love if that's what they do with him because i actually think wyatt russell played this role really well in this mm-hmm. episode that I would love to see him uh, come back for stuff further down the line. And don't forget, we still have Sharon Carter who who's in this show and we haven't seen her yet. So maybe she's going to be in this episode that takes place next week with Zemo and them being in Germany. Uh, I just can't wait to see her again as they, well. They mentioned her too, didn't they? Wasn't there a mention of her? Um, I don't know. I think they mentioned her... For for the they listeners, said Sharon. yeah, did they? Okay, yeah. For the listeners, yeah. I, I usually try to watch these things twice, you know, as they know from our Wandavision recaps and stuff. But uh, my power was out like all night last night, so I did not even get to watch it the first time until this morning. <laughs> so uh, I did not get to watch it twice this week. But uh, maybe I'll watch both of these again before episode three and just see if there's anything else I picked up on. Yeah, here it is. I, I found it. Um, so. It's, yeah, uh, let's take this shield, Sam. Let's take the shield and do this ourselves. And then Sam's kind of just going on like, you know, we can't just run up on the man and beat him up and take the shield. And Bucky goes, well, maybe we can. And, <laughs> you know, you remember what happened last time we did it. And then Sam goes, oh, I'll yeah, help yeah. You they mentioned her forgot. Then, yeah. yeah, and she's like, Sharon was branded enemy of the state. And Steve and I were on the run for two years. Yeah, he's talking about the end of Civil War uh, for people that may not know. Um, you know, Steve takes the shield from Tony and walks off and yeah everybody's branded as a (laughs) enemy of the state pretty much um so it makes sense that sharon carter is probably out of the country still right so maybe she's in germany Mm -hmm. uh that we'll see in this next episode uh man i'm loving this show though this is this is exactly what i wanted from the show this feels like the mcu every week we're getting a new movie you know um I loved WandaVision, but those episodes sometimes were so short um, that it, you didn't feel like you were really getting like th- with so far the both of these have been 50 minutes where you're like, mm-hmm. all right, this is like that's half of a movie, you know? So we really in these two weeks have gotten like a feature length uh, film almost. Um, Would you like I'll ask you guys this before we go out, but like. Would you rather them do this to, you know, the ones that are existing that are still left so that we can, like, get into more of Ant-Man or, you know, the Guardians or, you know, if they had plans of going forward with some of these characters, do you hope that they do it in TV shows? So that way, like, these miniseries, I mean, this is, like, going to be, what, a 300-minute a movie? I mean, it's it's going to be up there and, and we get really good storylines and they can really drag stuff out. I... it's up in the air for me because I think it's cool as a continuation, you know, like seeing these characters and getting more deep, but I also think it's great as an intro so far in my mind. That's what I think. We haven't had that yet, right? Like both of these shows so far have been Mm -hmm. characters. We already know Loki is going to be characters. We already know, but when we get into like Miss Marvel in the fall and we're being introduced, I feel like that will help as well because one thing I didn't like about the 2016 Doctor Strange movie is that, um, you know, it was it was an origin story again, right, with, with Doctor Strange, but it had to fit a lot of the same beats and fit it in, like, two hours. With, mm-hmm. with, with uh, Miss Marvel, you're able to do episodes and introduce her over a time of six to ten episodes, depending on how long her show is, and you can really get to know the character before they make a jump into like, she's going to be in Captain Marvel too, you know? So before they make that jump, you're able to get to know her through these. And then also people that are introduced in, like say they don't watch Miss Marvel, they don't have Disney plus, but then they watch Captain Marvel too. And are like, Oh, Miss Marvel was pretty cool. Oh, there's a show about her. Like it works both ways. Um, but I really, what I like about this show is that we get these continuations of, Bucky, Sam, 
Sharon, Baron Zemo, like characters that were uh, part of it. It feels so much like Winter Soldier and Civil War, like those those that setting. And I really dig that setting in the MCU as well. So I think it works really well for like like uh, realistic stuff. Um, stuff that takes place on Earth, it's it's going to be able to have that heavy budget, but also not be um, and look really good. But like if we're talking like Guardians and stuff, I I think a lot of the cosmic stuff, Fantastic Four, Guardians, Ant Man, Quantumania, that stuff has to be in the movies. I think just because they're going to have more time to finish it up, they're going to be able to spend a bigger budget on it. And not have to worry about spreading it too thin. I mean, this show cost $25 million in an episode. Game of Thrones used to be the most expensive with like $10 million an episode, I think it was. This is $25. So maybe that's why we get so much Marvel content. <laughs> They're like, we got to make this budget because these shows are going to get ridiculously expensive. Yeah, and I think, you know, it, it seems like they wanted to launch it with characters you already know, right? With these and WandaVision. Loki, but I think that um, the the ultimate goal is that this is how they're going to introduce a lot. Like if you look at their later lineup, it's like She Hulk, Moon Knight, Miss uh-huh. um, Marvel. Uh, it's like all these characters that have that have not been introduced into the MCU yet that you're going to be able to uh, kind of like be introduced to them and they'll come up in another thing. But you, you, it's also apparently this is something cool too. Hawkeye is supposed to premiere later this year. They're developing a spinoff for Hawkeye right now called Echo, or with the character Echo, who is in the Hawkeye series Mm -hmm. uh, that's coming out. So something must have impressed them with what they're doing with Hawkeye and the person they cast for Echo, that they're like, you know what? We're going to spin that off too. Like, there's going to be so much content. (laughs) Isn't Moon Knight, uh, isn't that Kit Harrington? Is that Kit Harrington? No, it's uh, it's um, it's, uh, Oscar Isaac. Poe Dameron. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. And is Kit? Kit's playing. Is Kit? In Eternals. Yeah. Yeah. Eternals Eternals as Black Knight. That's right. Yeah. So Knight's in the title. So yeah, I was gonna say it's Knight, but I couldn't remember because I knew like I I just kind of associate like if if Jon Snow, he's very knight-like anyway, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we got to talk too. They pushed back all these movies. Well, just two of them, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, So Black Widow is now going to be. In July, July 9th, I think. Makes sense, yeah. Um, yeah, because if the Movie vaccines theaters. are all supposed to be distributed by yep. the early by July 4th, as Biden says, yep. then yeah, that's the perfect time to launch a new movie, I guess. Um, without delaying everything. Because that's then you so just push cool. Shang-Chi, which was in July, yeah. to September, I think third, and then you you keep Eternals in November like they did, and then Spider-Man in December. So like Man, from July to December, we're getting four MCU films. Welcome out of the pandemic. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be so great. I can't wait. In August, I get to go see Suicide Squad, which is which is going to be good too. So that's uh, that's a lot of movies that I have to crunch in there at some point. It's like one a month. Uh, okay, I guess last thoughts here. We'll we'll do last thoughts. Matt, any last thoughts on this episode and what you want to see going into episode three? Ooh. Uh, well, final thoughts is I, easily the the best episode between any of the shows they've done. Um, it, it it really has made me excited to see what the last four are like. Um, so I, I honestly, I, in terms of structure and what happens in episodes and with you know the different bits of comedy and storylines, I don't think they need to really change their structure a whole lot because I think what they have works really well. Um, it's just a matter of progressing, and I just hope. I hope we see continued progression between Bucky and Sam. I hope we kind of get to see a, a rivalry between those two and um, John Walker and Lamar. Battlestar, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I would love to see more of Isaiah, too. Like, I hope he has a, a decent part to play in this, especially if, you know, just kind of learn a little bit more about a character that we don't have a lot of information besides in the comics about, too. Um and then definitely to see Sharon Carter show up as well. It, it, it's just fun. It, it, they're bringing back some characters, like you guys said, from the past where, you know, we're going to probably get to see a lot of uh, Zemo in the next episode, I would have to think. Um, he'll play a pretty big role too. But it, it's just, 
I really just want to see it keep progressing because what they have right now, I think, has worked incredibly well. And I, I just don't think they need to – they don't need to go outside the realm of what they can do to make people really enjoy this show. Yeah, I think um... – it would be cool if we got like some flashbacks or like some like video reels, like how they had for Cap uh, for Isaiah Bradley. That would be really cool, uh, showing some of his, or maybe even a flashback with uh, Bucky since he fought him. You know, maybe he has a nightmare about it, like he did. Um, maybe that's another amends he has to make, right? Um, Logan, your thoughts on the episode as a whole, and then what you want to see going forward. Yeah, so on the episode, easily my favorite of uh, both WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier. Like you said, Jordan, it's more like WandaVision would get you build up and then get the ball rolling and then the, the ball would just continue in the next week. Um, so it kind of had to lag in a, in a little bit. But this one, it, it just feels like it's uh, action packed from uh, start to finish. It's only six. So I, I get why they're um, a little bit more action packed and there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, going forward, I, I kind of hope, and Jordan, I don't know if like this is the end, uh, you, you know, a lot more about the comics. Um, I just hope it's, I hope that Falcon and Winter Soldier keep going. I don't know what their, I mean, what their situation is with contracts and different things with the two of them. Um, but, uh, there know. were some rumors of maybe a second series, yeah. like a second season, but it would have a different name mm-hmm. and, uh, any guesses why <laughs> probably no, cause Falcon won't be Falcon. Yeah. That's he what I was be. thinking. So that, I mean, I don't know. I I hope going forward that it's not the end of the two because I really, really like these two characters and the more that they develop them because I think they saw a lot of just being, I mean, Bucky gets a lot more, I think, than Sam does as far as limelight's concerned because you have the whole movie with Bucky um, with Winter Soldier. But I think that, you know, I hope going forward, I hope one, it, it kind of builds more into their story and they can keep going. Um, and two, I really hope that we get maybe another appearance from another Avenger, at least somewhere. Um, that'd be a lot of fun, like kind of a leading into whatever is next. Uh, I hope it kind of has a bridge there because I don't think it's going to make sense with Loki being next to have a character built in. Um, so what is the next movie? Like if it's, you know, chronologically, it's not Black Widow because she's, you know, dead. Um, yeah, it would probably be Shang-Chi, uh, you know, so maybe, or Shang-Chi as it's, is how it's spelled, but apparently it's pronounced Shang-Chi. So, yeah. So be, maybe we get some of that. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. It's going to, it's such a good show. I get, I'm, I'm so excited every week to watch it. Yeah. I, uh, I, contract wise, I'm not really certain on that. I do know that originally, apparently in the early stages of far from home, uh, we were supposed to see Sam's captain America in it. Um, and I guess they removed that maybe because of the show. I'm not, I'm not really sure how that worked out. Even though far from home takes place eight months after the blip, this is six months after the blip. It could have probably still worked out, but, um, yeah. So, you know, we'll catch you all next week, guys. I, I do want to show, you know, I, I do want to just say where where we are if you want to follow us on, on Twitter and such uh, is that TO Infinity Saga on Twitter, facebook.com slash infinity saga beyond, email Marvel Plus Recaps at gmail.com. I do also want to say, like I said before, I was starting a DC side thing on here called Elseworlds. My first episode of that, I'm going to record this weekend. We're going to talk Suicide Squad trailer. Uh, we're going to talk. Zack Snyder's Justice League on HBO Max. So, oh, and Pierce Brosnan was cast in the new Black Adam movie. So I'll I'll talk about all those things on there, and uh, you'll probably see it on the feed along with this, like within a day. So, uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time.